Hi, y'all. So uh, for this week, you're going to see this week and next week, you're going to see our guest host, my one of my best friends, Michael Wolf. He is going to be on here talking about your line April with us. Um, we apologize for the random hiatus we took on the show. Uh, it started with I was really sick and uh, had a lot of complications with my doctor and some crazy things. The world fell apart and Roe v. Wade got reversed or put down to the states and we live in Texas, so not great. And then Lauren got sick. Um, so it's been chaos. So we called in the big guns, uh, Michael, who has seen all of your line April and is fantastic. He streams on Twitch. Uh, if you ever want to watch him play some video games and I think he watches anime on there sometimes too. Um, but he's amazing. So just so you know, we are alive and, uh, you'll be hearing from our great friend, Michael. So, uh, keep an eye out and Lauren will be back in about two weeks. Thanks y'all. out sick so we did something fun and i called one of my best friends and everybody meet michael hi you've heard us talk about michael a lot on the show uh because he's the weeb king (laughs) it's not wrong i mean i mean (laughs) we've seen your pictures on twitter yeah yeah. 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 Michael, tell us about yourself. Um, well, hi, I'm Michael. Uh, I am a massive weeb. <laughs> I, uh, I always have like the worm in Bridget's ear. Yes. Watch this. Do it. <laughs> and then I get mad when she does it and she says I didn't like it. <laughs> This seems to be the story with all my anime friends. I'm like, no, this is very good. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, I've been watching anime like really as long as I can remember. I mean, I I don't like to sit there and say that my first anime was Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z, just because like I feel like it hey. counts, but like it doesn't count. Don't you like, bash Pokemon on the show? I'm not. Ba- I'm not bashing Pokemon, <laughs> but I'm just like saying. You know, like I feel like everybody in America it's the gateway, though. It's the gateway watched, anime. watched it and it's like you didn't realize what you were watching until like you you yeah knew yeah, yeah, what yeah. anime was, right? For sure. So um yeah, I would stay up until like three in the morning waiting for Cowboy Bebop to come on Toonami. I would have to pretend to be asleep and all that stuff. And now here <laughs> I am and I watch too much of it for my own good. You dress up. I've seen pictures, I've seen pictures. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, What would you say is your like favorite anime right now? I know it changes. It's rotating all the time. Um, I mean, like, I'm a massive JoJo's bro. Um, oh gosh, I yes, will, I will forever be a JoJo bro. You JoJo pose at Disney World. You JoJo pose in your bathroom. I do. I, I've seen you JoJo pose everywhere. No place. Yes. 
Yes, it's it's kind of like a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, but like right now, I've been shotgunning Bleach and Naruto because I never <laughs> watched them, and I always thought I was too cool for them. And now I'm do realizing... not say Naruto spoilers. You know, I'm no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no spoilers. But if I had to pick like a favorite show in general right now, it's Spy Family, just because it's mm. like it makes me laugh. I. I will say an anime is funny, even if I've never laughed out loud, because like, I don't think you have to laugh out loud for something to be funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Kaguya Sama is a great example. I think the show's hilarious, but I don't always laugh out loud at it. Spy family will 10 out of 10 times make me laugh from start to finish out loud every single episode. And it's just, it just makes me feel good. So spy family is probably like, the favorite right now i need i need to watch it uh i just talked to someone today about it um but oh we need to introduce our guest guest host yeah (laughs) yeah she'll she'll definitely make herself known she's now trying to make sure that she has my complete and undivided attention because of uh she knows that i'm filming yeah it's toy time there's like four different toys at my feet we traded little tiny Chihuahua wiener dogs of Lawrence for a giant dog. I love Shion, but man, does she have this habit of just punching me in the boob? So you had just gone to bed. Ryan had just gotten home in the face too. Yeah. And I was sitting on the bed in the living room. I was at Ryan and Michael's house this weekend and Ryan was sitting on the floor and I go, I need you to talk to your daughter about punching me in the boob with her paw i was like we'll be completely <laughs> calm and then all of a sudden she'll just look at me and just like she shoves that paw and as i said it like didn't miss her cue she was like asleep next to me and then she just sat her head up and did it right as i told ryan and i was like see <laughs> he goes i've never seen yeah. you do that <laughs> like, yeah he has this habit she's like a mean girl she's the regina george to me right now Mm-hmm. Yep. There she see. Oh, yep. Yep. Look yep. At the angel. Yeah. It's her. It's her Jurassic Park toy. It's uh. Oh, it's the mosquito. It's the mosquito and the amber. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Is that like yeah. from Bark Box or something? Yep. It looks like yep. a Bark Box toy. It's yep. It's cute. Ah, uh, okay. So you ready to get into your feels? Like, I feel pain. bad. I feel bad for like, hey, you want a guest house? By it's the way, pain. we're gonna start with the saddest stuff in the world, and not even yeah. like the pretty yeah. beginning of the show. We're just going right into the meat and potatoes yeah. of depression. Depression, emotional um, damage. Emotional damage. All we do is talk in TikToks, and it's great. Um, all right, here we go. Episode 17, Twilight. I'm going to explain it. Feel free to interject with feeling thoughts, crying, tears, yelling, whatever you need. Yeah. (laughs) So we start this episode with, um, her saying, you want to kill yourself with me? So we're just starting on a high note right now. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. And she she goes, I didn't mean it. And she definitely meant it. Like she was like, if you were down for a suicide pack, we would do it. And it's really upsetting. And poor Kose is just standing there like, oh. <laughs> like, I mean, it, he's traumatized anyway. Poor I mean, his whole life is trauma. <laughs> his whole life is pure trauma. And it, where's his dad? <laughs> Where's his dad? His dad's hanging out with Midoriya's dad somewhere, wherever they may be. 
absent <laughs> fathers. <laughs> I, I don't know. Apparently that's a thing. Oh, so Kosei leaves piano lessons early. He can't seem to find any joy. Nagi wants to learn piano to help Takashi beat Kosei, but then the, and kind of get Takashi to like have the fire lit under him, but, but also pay attention to her. But she says if he's too depressed, Kosei, uh, and Takashi wins because of that, it's not going to count. Takashi's not going to count it as a win. So Kosei. Here's the song that was written. And I think it's the song for Princess Diana because they talk about it being for a princess who died. And I only can assume it's Princess Diana because that's the only princess who died that I feel like. Or the only notable one, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And he freaks out because it makes him think of Kaori and his mom. Um, So Kosei finally, finally lets out all of his emotions and breaks down to Watari and says he needs and Watsuri tells him hey i know this might be difficult i know it's going to be tough but you need to see kaori you like you cannot keep putting it off um and she needs to see him because he's <clears throat> the one that she leans on whether he realizes it or not and yep. um so kosei finally brings the connellys the little pastries to kaori um so she tells him if this is too much if this is too upsetting and if she dies, you can just press the reset button in your mind and just forget about me. And that is like maybe one of the most depressing things I've heard someone say, like, just it's OK. Forget about me when I die. If this is too much for you, like that's like the opposite of what we want. We want people to remember us, but we're also not dying of mysterious illness, which I'll say at the end of the <laughs> next episode what it is i finally figured out what the illness was thanks anime chat rooms yeah so it's a really funny thing and uh you'll notice this if you f if you ever venture into more sad depressing anime <laughs> a lot of times when know. a lot of times when people are sick and dying they make it a, a there is a habit of not always explicitly saying that's really interesting. What the what the the thing is? It's not like uh, a walk to remember where it's like cancer. <laughs> like that's what I've compared this show the whole it's time. It's explicitly like, it's cancer, but like for something like your Lion April or um, a lot of other anime that you know revolve around people being sick, they tend to leave it like is that a, a mystery. Lot? Is there a lot of anime that do that does that? Oh, girl, girl, there's a movie called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Stop. What? <laughs> that is that is legitimately what anime it's called. titles sometimes really bother me because the show will be great. And then you're like, this one time I was in a dungeon and hit on a girl. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> well, I mean, the whole light, like light novels in general, the title, the title of the story is a synopsis of the story yeah and and it's it's it is a it is a joke it's oh my she is seriously God, gonna she, crawl it is, over you it is a hundred percent because she knows that i'm doing this right on. now yeah. and she and she acts like i've not shown her any love she's like all dad day. pay attention to me right um i know what she wants she wants the <laughs> the sriracha oh it's a watermelon <laughs> it's the watermelon um but yeah, it's 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 kind of a common thing, and I I've, I've tried to research it, mm -hmm. um, because <clears throat> Japan has weird censorship laws, 
And and there's stuff that you can do and say in a manga that you can't say in the animated form. And like, there's lots of weird rules and stuff. So I, for the longest time was thinking it was on purpose because maybe like they don't want to say the word cancer on Mm -hmm. television or whatever. Like, but I mean, I, I couldn't find personally i couldn't find anything that was like yeah that's why this is this is a thing but yeah they love to keep it a mystery like what's yeah. we know she's dying yeah. but that's all we're going to tell you <laughs> yeah i looked it up for this show just particularly cuz i was like why won't they say what it is cuz i'm nosy yeah. and i want to know what it is and i couldn't find like any reason why i think it does work well for this storytelling for this show but you know i don't know but Maybe they just didn't want you to like read too much into what her diagnosis is and just focus more on. But so I Googled it and figured it out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So Kosei wants to help Kaori somehow. He wants to show her everything that she gave to him. So now he's going to play at Nagi's school festival, not just her and like, it's like middle schoolers. Um, so Nagi's under a ton of pressure for the piano recital and is pushing herself extra hard. Four days before the recital, and she's sopping into the piano at the teacher's house. And I was like, here we go again. Classic. Um, (laughs) The teacher is like, great. I've got another kid that I've pushed too hard and is upset. And she she does something different and it's really sweet. Nagi's like locked herself in the bathroom is sobbing. The teacher gets the door open and her and her daughter like drag her out. And it's really kind of funny. Um, But the teacher explains that everyone feels afraid and always will be. And that she still feels afraid. Like once you go on stage and she goes, but once you're done, you can't imagine life without it. All the pain and all the fear melts away. And that's what I've literally thought to make this about like Alamo draft house hosting. But (laughs) every time I've trained to host, which is like majority of my life right now, I tell them, I was like, I still get stage fright. So this day I go on stage right before I do, I'm nervous. But once you get on there and you start riding that wave, like you can't even remember that you were scared. And so, I mean, I've grown up in performance and on stages my whole life. So, oh yeah. And opening night is like one of the, like of anything is always like the hardest part. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how well rehearsed you are, how, you know, cause I have a theater background, how, uh, well those you could have ran and... every rehearsal perfect but the minute that curtain starts going up oh uh, yeah it's yeah, like you... what what was what was You'd my line rather again? die in that moment and then you yeah. just gotta get past that bump and then everything's fine but that anxiety you have right when it's it's a it's otherworldly um yep. and any performer can tell you that oh and i think that's kind of like a a really beautiful thing that this show actually highlights um a lot of romance anime and a a lot of really sappy anime they focus so much more on like what's the hardcore emotion here yeah but the this show despite the fact that it is very sad um and does hit those emotional beats very hard but it also really does look at like performance from a Mm -hmm. fairly realistic and grounded standpoint and how being in that moment like getting on stage like what happens are you giving into the fear is the fear taking control of the performance 
Or are you fighting and working your way through it? And if you are able to cross that hump, like what happens after that? And I do think that that especially this later part of the show, because everything up till now, he's been nothing but afraid. Yeah. Kosei has let the fear dictate his trajectory. And I and and. I think this is kind of like really the turning point where maybe people start telling him the things that he needs to hear when yeah. before there was a lot of beating around the bush. It's more direct at this point. For sure. Yeah. Ugh. And so um, I, I quote I wrote down that I really liked. Um, I think Kosei says it. It's been like two weeks since I've watched this episode now. But it says, a window into your soul and your hearts beat as one. Music goes deeper than words. And I love that quote because there's that old quote of like, when words fail, music speaks. And there's something about music that can hit you more emotional emotionally than words. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've always been obsessed with like original score soundtracks like john williams and michael giacchino i think they're like the masters of hitting you like if i still to this day i mean it's one of my favorite songs it's the up opening theme oh uh, i speaking will, of sad yeah <laughs> but it's one of the most beautiful <clears throat> things and it's just like a subtle <clears throat> piano and a little bit of strings and I love Michael Giacchino's work. And John Williams is like the godfather of cinema scores. But I mean, and his are strings and like French horns with a little bit of flute. But I mean, it's just so emotional. I don't know. I mean, I love that. I love music for Mm -hmm. emotional purposes. Oh, yeah. Um, It can accent everything perfectly. Yeah. And I think it can. I mean, that's why when James Gunn does films, um, and he's wanting his characters to have an emotional like reaction to something. He plays music to help them get there faster, but help them get there deeper. It, it's just, it, it's like a little portal into your soul. Like they said, a mm-hmm. window into your soul. And it's, it's very true. <laughs> so um, Kosei notices Nagi's hand shaking and calms her down, like holds her hand. It's very sweet moment. It's not creepy. Mm-hmm. I have a creepy comment. Right after this. And, and, <laughs> and it shows her like how to relax. And his, he shows her like his hand shaking. And he's like, well, we got this. It's fine. We're yeah. going to do this together. And so that's how the episode ends. But my creepy comment is all of them, like from the high school, are going to this middle school for this recital. And they're like freaking out over how many girls there are. And I'm like, these are like juniors in high school going to a middle school. And I am disgusted, <laughs> but so I it's creepy. To, this whole show does it. To be fair, I think we lose track of the middle school and high school breakdown of ages and grade levels in Japan. So a lot of people tend to forget that ninth grade is also still middle school. But they're like so, juniors. They're not in the same school. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm it's just a saying. 16 or 17 year old going up to a 13 year old. And if my that was my friend, punch him in the nose. I'd be like, uh-uh, get your head straight. Mm-mm, not for you, buddy. I, I just noticed that, you know, there, there are some times where when I'm watching an anime, I go, oh, that age gap is weird. And yeah, then they're like, it took me out and then of they're it, like, so I was like, oh, 
and then they're like, oh, they're in ninth grade and that's considered middle school. And the other person is in their first year of high school. Okay, never mind. It's not. Yeah, but this was it's not, not a ninth that grade. Weird. They say Nagi's age, and I was like, Ugh. and they like, they wear their hair in like pigtails with cute little animal like buttons, and I'm like, that's not a ninth grader. It ninth also grader wouldn't be caught dead with that. It also doesn't help that sometimes we have high schoolers that are drawn like middle schoolers and middle schoolers that are drawn like adults. Yeah, it does. I, I don't. I don't get it. I I don't. But you know it. It's anime, a thing. animation. Let's anime. stop being creepy anime. with that's, that. That's, that's, stop. The, that's the answer. It's anime. Let's stop being creepy with that. All right. <clears throat> so that was episode 17. <clears throat> Next, we go to episode 18. Hearts yes. come together. I only have a little bit of notes of it because it's a performance episode. Yes. And my first note is time for the performance. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> here we go. So Kosei starts losing himself in the music while playing with Nagi, but Nagi's attitude and perseverance, she's like, what are you doing? And so she starts keeping up with him, which is what the teacher always knew she would be good for him because just her attitude alone is going to pull Kosei out of it. Um, But so she keeps up with him and wants to rival him. So Nagi wants her brother to be her hero again and fight to rival Kosei. Kosei is playing for Kaori and like you can see that him and Nagi kind of have it in common that they're they're doing this for a greater good. They're doing this for a better reason. It's not for themselves. Um, so Watari had Kaori on the phone call the whole time to listen to the performance. And so you see her like pretending to play her violin while listening to it. And it just, you know, guts me. It's ugh. and I just love that Watari was so sweet to do that to like call her and be like do you want to listen Ugh. so yep. um do this performance it's great nagi keeps up uh it pulls kosei back into it they start going like a amazing like kind of piano duel it's great um and they're doing this they're bowing at the end after their performance and it's my my favorite nerdy quote for that nagi says she goes i'm not the phantom after all i'm christine and i just debuted at the opera house and i was like Yes, Maggie. That's because I'm a huge fan of the opera fan. And that's right. She's the Christine. Christine and you got to find yourself. You have yeah. to find yourself in the music. You don't need to be a backup dancer. <clears throat> no. You are the opera. I don't remember what they're the lead. I don't remember what. Well, called. and even and even if you are cast as a background dancer, you embody everything that you have into you put it all what in. you're doing when you are on that stage even if you're not at the front everything that you do adds to the performance mm-hmm. and the audience can pick up there's a no weak link. small piece there's no small piece you're all no. of our, part of a bigger picture now i feel like our theater directors um, right. Gosh, I can like hear them. But it's so in my true. Head. It, yeah. When you are in performance or theater, choir, music, whatever, you have it in your head that you have to be at the front of the stage and you have to have the loudest line and and the the the, the dance solo. And yeah, those things are great and they're important and they can help you stand out. But time and time again in my adult life, I have truly seen where. Sometimes, you know, when the chorus is in sync and they are hitting those steps or the pianist mm-hmm. who who might on at at uh, first glance appear to just be the background of the of the orchestration. But then like 
they're they're feeling themselves or or like Kosei, you know, throughout the whole show, Kosei truly shines when he is not just trying to play to the sheet music. Yeah. When he is putting himself Emotion into the music. Into everything. Yeah. And that's right. what Kaori teaches him. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like he hits that and it's like you can be in the background and you can be the lowest totem pole of the orchestration, but when you are in it. Yeah. The audience can feel that and get that. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, theater director Michael. Um, <laughs> I, I went so to the true. wrong field. <laughs> it's so true, though. It counts to everything. Um, so, Takashi freaks out on Kosei, saying that he played a duet with his little sister and gets really protective of him and is like, Are you hitting on my sister? It was a really, it's funny moment. Uh, but because of that, Takashi now has a fire lit under him to take on Kosei. And Nagi sees him. And I love this little thing that happens with the animation. She sees him as a little kid again who is super passionate. And when he got into the piano and you see him running down the hallway to go practice. And I was like, that was a really sweet moment that Nagi saw him as like what she wanted to see. Um, so... Kosei goes to the hospital to go visit Kaori, and she is up on the roof uh, playing the melodica again uh, with some kids who are also in the hospital. And it's a really sweet moment, and Kosei asks Kaori to play with him one more time. She says she can't even hold the bow, but he begs for one more duet, and he says, uh, I don't know if he says it or she says it, but he says, do you think you can just forget? Like, I think he says it. He's like, you can't just forget, like, how to do this. Like, your body is wired for it. Uh, and Kaori says, maybe I'm just greedy, but I want to dream again. Someday we'll waltz, to waltz together. We just might. Um, we'll see. Um, but that's how that episode is. Is this emotional melodica moment. It's very sweet on the roof. And there. Well, and he struggled so hard to go. Yes. And see her. Because I mean, I'm sure that we all kind of we all have kind of, our things, yeah. That... And and I'm sure I know I've personally been there. It's like, why I like I don't want to go to the hospital. Like mm-hmm. the the energy is not what I want to feel. The emotions are not what I want to feel. I skip a I, lot of funerals for that reason. That I I don't like, I don't want to surround this. myself mm-hmm. and. And when you have established this type of connection, like they did, she made him believe in music again. Yeah. And now he has to face the fact that the person who made him believe in music again now kind of doesn't believe in music. Mm -hmm. Like that's a hard reality. It's now time for him to carry her rather than her carrying him. Like it's, (laughs) it's the give and take. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh! So that leads us into episode 19. <clears throat> Goodbye, Hero. Which is just great. Just great. I love it when you yep. see a title right before you watch a show and you're like, I don't want to watch this episode. <laughs> um, episode, episode 20 is where it's going to get me, though. All right. So the doctor warns Kaori that the odds of her surgery to fix her uh, sickness 
is risky and her odds aren't great. Her parents look incredibly sad while they're doing this. And that just guts me. Uh, And she says she can't give up and she wants to have the surgery to try and stop what's happening and reverse it. Yep. So Kaori and Kosei are practicing through speakerphone. He's at school in the music room and she's um, practicing in her hospital room. And then Kaori's parents spot Kosei at the hospital. He says he tried to visit her, but she wasn't in her room. So they go, we know where she is. Here, let's show you. And so they show him that she's in PT and she's working on her strength to play one more time. And it's a really sweet moment. They're like, hey, this is because of you. You've given her a passion to keep trying. And just having a parent tell the kid that, like, oh, this is when I knew it was all going to go downhill for me because I was like, her parents are being so sweet. Mm-hmm. No, she did this for him so he can do it for her. And now it's just, oh. So now it's Kosei's turn to give Kaori the bravery. Uh, she gave the doubting boy bravery to play on stage again. And now she's trusting in him for her to risk the surgery and play one more time. Yep. Ugh. So Tsubaki comes over and brings Kosei a snack since he basically has stayed up all night playing at his house, um, you know, because she's his neighbor. And she says the judges are going to dock him for his head. It's a sweet moment. I love Tsubaki <laughs> and uh, Kosei. Uh, and going to dock him for his hair. So she starts giving him a haircut while he studies sheet music. And it's what she used to do to him as a kid because he has an absent father and his mother was kind of horrible. But... <laughs> Kinda? Kind of? Kind of horrible. Kinda? And, ugh, just, <laughs> so, Emmy and Kosei... Where am I at? Oh, and Kosei, I just spelled it wrong. Emmy uh, and Kosei are sitting and eating an egg sandwich outside the competition room. Now they're at the competition. And you can just kind of see this friendship that's formed between them ever since Kosei is like came back into the music world and, and given life again. And these people that it, he inspired to play are now like taking care of him and they are friends. And it's such a sweet full moment. And um, they're eating an egg sandwich. And then Takashi comes over and is like, what are y'all doing? And he's just like, you want an egg sandwich? And so he sits down and eats an egg sandwich and they all start bonding over at sandwiches and tea and what they're going to bring to the next one. And it's just so sweet. They just all realize like, Hey, they're rivals, but they're the only three people that get each other. Mm-hmm. And it's they just forget about their rivalry for a bit and are just kids with a common bond for their piano. And I was just like, this makes me abandoned all my sweet band nerd friends. And that was us. Like we we were like some of my my best friends in high school that have stuck with me through years. We were all in band together and theater together. And those are your people, your nerd people. Um so Takashi is called to go and perform and he he wants to hit them with a sick burn. Why did I write it like that? It must have been like 2 (laughs) a.m. when I was taking notes. But he says he'll say it with music. Takashi feels calm for like the first time and it's this sweet moment. He's just kind of looking at it. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna like not insult them now. Like being a bully, I'm just gonna, you know, square up with them via music as a rivalry, but because I want to keep this friendship. And I was like, mm, this is just where I'm just emotionally damaged. 
So the quote I have, it's not just friends that support each other. The rival that gets under your skin, it's priceless. They help each other even when they want to punch each other. And so this is Kosei's piano teacher saying this and just like the healthy rivalry that they have. Um, So Takashi starts playing. He's laying out all of his emotions with Emi and Kosei on the piano. He says he's lucky to have them. Um, And then Nagi says... And just like that, my hero returns as she's watching her big brother play and Mm -hmm. it's his best performance yet, the judge says. And uh, this is where I started to cry. He says, he's bowing on stage. He goes, was I able to reach them with my music like you guys do? Uh, Whenever they say that, it's so painful. And then the episode, just to put some salt in that painful wound, ends with an image of all three of them as kids again at their like first piano recital and that's how that episode ends and it just kind of hurts you and bruises you and gets you ready for the absolute pummeling that episode 20 is going to give you and i i was pleasantly surprised by how much i personally ended up liking takashi yes and and the relationship that Kosei and Nagi end up having is really great because Kosei, I think for the first time is seeing things from a different perspective than his own. And she's the bridge between the, the rivalry. Yeah. And she allows the, the rivals to have like a connection that makes them want to be better and i think that he ignited that fire and that friendship and so often we think of like rivalries as like a bad thing is like oh i just have to be better than that person because i have to win and it's like yeah yeah, like winning is great and all but there's also something healthy in a rivalry where in any field that you're in like you're both fueling each other to like put everything that you have out in the forefront because when you don't have something or somebody to challenge you you become complacent and especially with kosei and all of his fear and his trauma and he loves music but he's afraid to do music and he he you know doesn't have anything pushing him and now all of a sudden he has this healthy rivalry Mm -hmm. he has this this amazing girl in his life who's ignited a spark in him. And he now has all these pieces that he didn't have before that are helping connect the dots and opening the path to him that he needed, but didn't know how to get. That's so well put. Rivalry is good. You don't want to ever be complacent. You want to keep moving. And okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Am I ready? I mean, wait, wait. Are <laughs> am I ready? Is one ever ready for like <laughs> the last hurdle of this show? Absolutely <laughs> not. So this is the last episode we'll cover in this episode. Um it's episode 20, hand in hand. And then Michael and I will talk next week about even more emotional damage of the last two episodes but this is the one this is the one i sent michael and lauren a picture of me just sobbing like tears running down my face snot everywhere 
I and you'll know why as soon as I start talking about it. And I'm sure whoever's listening has watched it, but oh, this is the worst one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think because it was a surprise thing. Like I know everything else that was coming, they built it up for me, but this the way they just brutally metaphorically mm-hmm. show what's happening, just huh. okay. So we start with a flashback to when Subaki and Kosei are kids and she has a cold and Kosei is encouraging her to drink lemonade for vitamin C and is like very sweetly taking care of her. Anytime you can be a Subaki and Kosei flashback, I'm emotional. So this was not a great start. Um, Subaki tells Kosei her good grades, wants to go tell Kosei her good grades. We're back in present time. But he's not in the music room. It looks like Kosei goes to another school now, but maybe not. His uniform looks different. I don't know. There's that whole thing where he might go to music school. But Watari forces Kosei to go with him to visit Kaori. Kosei says he feels like a third reel around Kaori and Watari, but I mean, it's been like the whole episode, the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I wrote this before I knew. I said, oh no, not the sad cat story again. Um, so we get the actual, we talked about it in a past episode. Uh, we never saw it, but the reason why Kosei always looks at the black cats on the street is because he had a cat, but that cat scratched his piano hand. And so his mom just like threw it out on the street and it broke him. He was like, oh, we'll get into it. So uh, Kosei brought home the cat and is convincing his mom to let him keep her. Uh, and then we know what just happened. So it's, baby Subaki and baby Kosei again and Kosei's in this playground in this like little tunnel just sobbing and it's raining so baby Subaki comes up and gives Kosei some lemonade because he's wet and it's cold he says he was looking everywhere for Chelsea the cat and he's afraid she'll die out in the cold he says he does feel like his mom's puppet and sweet Subaki's just trying to comfort him because I mean they're like they're like five right now um so Kosei and Tsubaki are, I mean, it. I, I really summed that up really shortly, but it's like a solid five-minute scene of just him feeling such empathy for this cat and wanting to care for it, and it's out there. The And I just, I'm like, holding Peggy, my cat, during this, and I'm just, my eyes are watering right now. Um, beginning is worse. Yeah, so, much worse. Oh, Kosei, flashback to present time. Kosei and Tsubaki are walking to see Kaori, but then they see Watsuri. So Kosei says uh, he thinks it's going to rain. So they'll go visit another day. Um, And so it does end up raining. And Kosei is like, I'm going to go get us some lemonades. Um, Tsubaki gets really snappy at Kosei and kind of like insults him, saying next to Watsuri, it's really heartbreaking, Girls won't even see him, and that Kaori likes Watari. She thinks that Kosei has never seen her as a girl, and even though they know each other, he can't see how she feels. And so she's kind of ranting. They're standing there drinking their lemonades in the rain, and then she goes, "Maybe you should fall in love with me instead." And it hurts if you ever like someone that doesn't like you back because they like someone else. And she was there the whole time, too, through everything. 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 So I wrote at a girl for finally saying it out loud because that's hard enough. Yes. But 
I feel even so though bad she for her. knows. Yeah. Even though she knows. She opened herself up for heartbreak, and it's like you gotta, you gotta do it. But this is my favorite moment. She just panics after saying all of her emotions, kicks him in the shins, and, <laughs> and then she goes, "See, Jose, that's what truth sounds like." Yeah. Yeah, exactly how I deal with my crushes. If I like you, I'm, I'm going to kick you in the shin. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to make gonna fun kick of you in the shin because I don't know how to flirt. Um, So Sato is mm-hmm. trying to get Kosei to focus because the finals are coming soon. Uh, Kaori calls Kosei and she says she's releasing him from visiting duties because she wants him to practice more and finals are around the corner. Kosei says, no, I'm still going to stop by to see you. I don't care about the time. I want to see you. Uh, Kosei finally gets the nerve then to tell. So he's going to go visit. And so he, him and Watari are going. And they're walking up the stairs. And he's telling Watari, hey, I I like Kaori. And he just laughs. Because Watari, he might be a dumb serial dater. He's a great friend, though. And he goes, mm-hmm. yeah, of course you do. And yeah. he's like, I've been like hiding this secret this whole time because you liked her and you're like yeah yeah she's a great girl to like and i was like that's why you gotta say your emotions um here we go so they walk up they're going to the door and kiori is they see nurses running and they're running into kiori's room and she is having a seizure a pretty bad seizure uh and then she starts to code uh which if you don't know what that means her heart's stopping and it's not great. Her hand then goes limp and falls. And they, they're like, boys, you need to go home. Boys, you need to go home. You can't be here. Um, so they're leaving. They're traumatized. Uh, you're upset because you just saw this. And then you hear, because it's still raining, you hear a car screeching. And you hear it hit something. And the cat. I'm glad I have tissues on this desk. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The cat that we saw gets hit by a car and we see it. And Kosei runs, picks up the cat and runs and runs and runs and bangs on an animal hospital to get them to open the door. And he's like, this cat, you've got to save this cat. Um, There's blood on his hands. He's waiting there. And then the doctors say... There's nothing we could have done. The injuries for that car wreck are, are too extensive and the cat dies. This is when I am not okay. Yeah. <laughs> My notes say, I hate this show. I don't want to watch this show. I'm it's all caps. My last bit of notes are they're all caps. I'm really upset. I'm I'm very monotone right now because I'm trying to hold it together. But I, it is a metaphor for, I mean, you see that it's a metaphor for Kaori. Um, and that, that was like his Chelsea the cat. That was his love. And that's how that episode ends. That's how, that, that's how, that, that's how this week's episode ends. Um, and uh, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I know that it's, it's, I know that it's very hard to watch. And it brings up a lot of emotions. And I know it's so easy to turn around and be like, I hate this show because it's like, it's showing me these things. It's really well done though, but I hate this show. And it, it, um, 
<laughs> I think that the honesty that the show portrays, um, I know a lot of us use entertainment, anime, movies, video games, music, whatever. We use it as a means of escape. And I think so often we get stuck in that escape that it almost makes us numb to real things. And sometimes to have something like a show, like say you're lying April that like really holds the magnifying glass up to maybe things that we've refused to acknowledge or don't want to feel sometimes things that we're afraid of. Couldn't and it brings those kid am- and not a cat. Like I would have been okay with the kid and not a cat. It, it, um, well, but it's, it's the, it's like, like, I get it. <laughs> 100. I'm the same way. Like, does the dog die in the end.com? Like, yeah. like, like, I need to know, but it, like, I also understand like the parallels to yeah. like his childhood and like the future and loss and everything. And like, yes, like it hurts and it sucks and it's painful because you're just like, I just want him to be happy. This, this poor, this poor boy has fought and tried like everything up to like from, from his mom up to the beginning of the show, he was complacent because, because when you're complacent, you can't be disappointed when you're complacent, you can't be hurt. If you just sit there and you hide in your room and you and you and you hold the things that you love away from you at a distance, you can't be hurt. And this is the point in this the story where he has to learn that you're gonna be hurt when you step out of those boundaries, when you step out of your room. And it's like, how do you deal with that? How do you balance the hurt with the joy that you have in the world? Because you're never going to have the joy if you're complacent, but you have to learn how to navigate the pain. I think it's for coming to church with me and Michael. Um, <laughs> I'll be here every Sunday. <laughs> Oh, it's so it's such a pretty show. And it because is. of those reasons you told us not to be complacent is why I love action because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're the giants. I, <laughs> I mean, don't want to feel <laughs> I'm but except, you know, the fact that you know we know it's coming this fall in my hero, and you know, if you're reading uh, no, if you're reading I my hero to accept yes. it's true. <laughs> not gonna die all might i hope not all might will not die i'm uh, I'm, ever he better not that will not be kosher ever totally going to you know he will (laughs) and i can't and i won't be okay and i won't and i won't be okay He's my boy. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. Where did she appear from? I don't ever know. I don't. She said, Father, it's my turn to talk. Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell us about your lion, April? She says, I feel nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a skull or bones. That's what she says. (laughs) 
That's she what says, she says. I feel nothing but run, 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 jump, jump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a single, not a single brain cell in that head. Let me oh, tell you. Oh, she's so pretty, but nothing upstairs. <laughs> Lights aren't on. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And when you try, when you try and cuddle her, I had her in a full grapple this weekend. I had the legs over her back legs and I was like, you will love me. And she just like <laughs> looked at me and then just like headbutted. And I was like, all right, you win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So next week, Michael's going to be our guest host again. Yes. Um, we'll cover episode 21, 22. They're the last two episodes of the show. Oh. Um, and if you think it's going to get better. Nope. Sure as fuck doesn't. Sure as heck doesn't. Ben, you you just bad as Lauren. I made it. I made it in almost an entire episode without a single bad word. Oh I'm God. so sorry. Just as bad as Lauren. Uh, look, you're just the perfect fit in our host. <laughs> um, so next week we're gonna cover snow and spring wind, and we're giving you your warnings now to bring tissues. You know what's coming. We know it's coming. Um, I have the same box. Yay. <laughs> I need to have them closer to me for next episode. <laughs> uh, so we love anime and we love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching Gateway Anime Podcast with Bridget and Lauren. Please remember to like, subscribe, and download our episodes. Remember, we also have a Patreon. So if you want to suggest shows for us to watch make sure you go visit us. Special thank you to Marjorie McClendon for our artwork and designs and Drew Griffith for all of our music. We hope to see you again next week.